Cool. Uh, it's great to see you. Hello. This is uh, unusual for me. And normally I am with the amazing guys at the back uh, on the sound desk or something like that. But I do have other skills. Um, every so often, preaching is not one of them. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so Claire gave me this lovely topic. Um, judgmental, intolerant, and uh, hypocritical. So... Awesome, brilliant. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, um, this is probably my f uh, first for a while of preachers, uh, but also one of my last as well. Um, I, I will be moving to Oxford. Um, and uh, so if you want to hear more about that, come and chat to me afterwards. But it's been a privilege and lovely to be at St. Saviour's since 2008. So, yeah, eight years ago, which is crazy. Um, so, just in that mindset, uh, I'm going to pray, uh, and then we're going to get started. Father, I just pray that you would bring your words, um, that whatever needs to be heard is heard, whatever needs to be put along the side um, and brushed away is brushed away. Um, and Father, we pray that as we look at this sensitive topic, um, that you would speak hugely into it. Amen. Cool. Um, first of all, I've got a little video that might have a few faces in it that you might recognise, uh, but this kind of sums up, what, not sums up what we're looking at tonight, but it sums up a little bit of the start. So, uh, Geraint, can we just have the first video, please? And people are hypocritical, people are honest, people are vulnerable and scared, and people are brilliant and strong. The church is made up of people, people who get it very, very right, and very, very wrong. The church has done loads of mistakes over the years. The church has, has often done things under the name of God that they shouldn't have done. There's been people in churches who've done horrific things. Um, but the message is truth. And God is good and God is love. And unfortunately, sometimes people take that message and they, they, they change it or they distort it or they do things they just shouldn't do as, as people who say they believe in God. That is us, we're messed up, we get stuff wrong, we try and say we're going to do things if we don't do it. But that's just how it is, and that's the beauty of getting to know God. Once you know you're a mess, then God can start doing stuff. Because if the church was just about us, then yes, the church would just be full of hypocrites. But the church isn't just about us, the church is about Jesus. And Christianity is a very difficult thing to get right, and people will make mistakes. But luckily, we have a God in heaven who loves us and forgives us. And people will make mistakes. People will hurt you. People will let you down. But that's just the way it is with people, I suppose. And God is still perfect and is still good, even though we find a lot of ways of, of messing up in our own lives. Um, so, yeah, it probably is. But, you know, you should still go. <laughs> cool. Uh, I just want to kind of put that out there because, um, one, they had uh, a load of lovely words to say to us, but also um, I want to focus on the topic of why we get this wrong because I'm, I'm assuming that I'm speaking to most people in this room that are churchgoers and things like that, and um, although these questions are focused on, um, on when people come into our church or when people come into churches, the answer is that Christians do get it wrong, and we do... We, um, it is a yes and no answer. We are judgmental, we are intolerant, and we are hypocritical because we're human. 
Like, that's the way we are. Like, we talk about, we sometimes talk about people behind their backs, and we shouldn't do, and we know we shouldn't. And sometimes we praise them in front of them, and we know that that's right. But this is such a hard topic that I, I kind of wanted to brush that aside with this, uh, with this question, because I want to focus on what, how we can be different, how we can change, how we can become the people that God wants us to be, rather than focusing on this question that can really build us down and really make us kind of feel inside that we're not getting it right and that, um, and we're not getting um, to a place where, uh, where God wants us, I want us to focus on um, the, the background of it, and especially like if people have been hurt by the church as well. Um, we get hurt we get hurt by our friends in church. We get hurt by family sometimes in church. And we get hurt most of the time, or a lot of the time, by leaders in our church. Um, again, because they're human. But that still doesn't mean that we don't get hurt. And that hurt can dwell in us. We do it ourselves. Um, because, again, we're human, and it's human nature. Or sometimes it's British nature, because we, <laughs> we just like to complain. Um, and we sometimes encourage it because we want our views to match other people's views. And so I'm, for starters, just want to say I am apologizing for the church. As, I don't know if I can do this. I think this is like an archbishop type thing to do. <laughs> but I am apologizing for the church as the UK or for the world if you have been hurt in any way by church leadership, by church family, by church friends in any shape or form because what I hope that we get through to everybody in this room tonight is that God is bigger and God is stronger. And sadly, people miss the point that it's about God and we focus on the people. And sadly, we get in the way of God's light to other people and God's salt um, and the way that God it should be shown in the world. So I'm, I'm sorry. And, I, and I've been, and we'll hear uh, as I go on, um, we'll hear a little bit more, uh, you know, about how I've been affected, about a few, how a few others have been affected, um, how we as a church have been affected, um, how things last week uh, that I've been affected with. Um, this is happening all the time, but it doesn't change who God is. God is good. And I want you to go away knowing that God is good. Um, there is tons and tons of stuff in the Bible where it talks about um, hypocrites and being judgmental um, and things like that. Uh, one of the things that I cut out from Toby uh, that I said on the, on the video is that, sadly, um, we, we, are, we are completely... Uh, I lost my point on that one, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we are not perfect, and it starts with a story. Uh, that's, that's what I was saying, is that the, the Bible is full of hypocritical stories about how it's bad to be hypocrites, how it's, um, Jesus doesn't really like it, to be honest. Um, and who does? But there's one passage that I wanted to look at tonight which kind of sums it all up, and that's the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan is a, a powerful story. It's one of my favorite stories, actually. There's two parables that I absolutely love, and I always feel that if we get these two parables perfect, um, we, uh, we, will, we will be brilliant Christians, um, which is one, the Good Samaritan, and two, the Prodigal Son. Um, and tonight, I want to look at the, um, the Good Samaritan. 
I want to just uh, read, first of all, the passage. And then I've got a video that hopefully illustrates and brings the passage to life. You answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by him on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine. When he put the man on his, uh, it, then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave him to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for what uh, any extra expense you may have had. Which of these three men do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the, into the hands of the robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. Um, just before I show this clip. Oh, hello. It started already. Oh, you're doing it while I'm talking. Oh, brilliant. Um, awesome. <laughs> That's not what I thought. But okay. Uh, can we have a bit of sound on that? Sorry. No, no, no don't worry about starting that again. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Okay. Um, just quickly turn to the person next to you. Where is the judgmental? Where is the intolerant? And where is the hypocritical? Just quickly turn to the person next to you and just say, where do you think it is? How the three characters? In, yeah, in the characters. Or in the story, or however you see it. Okay. Cool. Let's round those up. Um, who wants to dare just shout out maybe uh, a couple where they saw judgment? Any judgment? Anyone? Go for it. Where maybe was some judgment in the story? Two priests. Two priests. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where's the intolerance? Does anyone see that? People that walk by, you're going to say everyone, people walk by. And, uh, and they're hypocritical in a deep way. And the people that walk by. Um, okay, if you don't know this story, and I'll just quickly go through it. Um, in this day, that would have been huge for Jesus to um, explain, okay? And we, a load of us have heard this story that when he said Samaritan, everyone would be spitting on the ground because they hate the Samaritans. They would be absolutely despising them. And then when he turns and says that the Samaritan would be the one that stops, everyone would have been shocked, okay? It's like, it, it, to the equivalent of today, it's like someone, like Jesus saying ISIS. It's as simple as that. It's that huge. It's that impactful. 
The priest and the Levite that walked by first, they would have been the people that you would have thought would have stopped and helped the person that got beat up. But in this day and age, think ISIS, because that's what a Samaritan would have been to the Jews. The Jews would have just spat on them. They hated them. They despised them. And yet at the end of the passage, Jesus says, who was the neighbor? And they have to turn around and say, well, the one that showed him mercy, which is a Samaritan. And my thing is, is that where are we in that story? Who are we in that story? What have we had in those experiences of that story? On the top, it looks fairly simple. But I think, as with always when it comes to Jesus, there's more. There's more to this. And we hear these stories all the time, these regular stories, but, uh, and they become normal. But actually, when we dive in, there's more to it. Uh, a famous um, reverend vicar for the Methodist Church called Donald English uh, a few years ago uh, did a study on the, par- uh, the, uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And when he was studying it, he looked at his uh, Greek, as people do when they study the scriptures. They, they look at the original language it was written in and that. And uh, he was reading the scriptures and thought that he was going to come across the Greek word for sympathy. Now, I'm going to probably, you know, torture this uh, poor word, but uh, sympathio, I think that's right, sympathio, uh, is the meaning for, uh, uh, in Greek, for sympathy. And he thought he was going to come across this word, because it happens so many times. Uh, but instead, he came across a word, now this is where it really gets interesting, and I'm going to try and get you to repeat it, repeat it. But spagkissimai. Spagkissimai. I know, I thought you'd like that. Spagkissimai. So once, once so spag, as in spag bowl. Uh, kiss, as in, and as in uh, my, I suppose. Spagkissimai, all right? So try it, try it with me. Spagkissimai. Spagkissimai. And he came across this word. And uh, it was a really interesting word to him. And so he started to look into it. Now, the word means compassion. And if you read the passage, it does say in, in, in most translations, not in IV actually, sadly, it does say that the man had compassion on him. But see, sadly, we lose the root word. We use the, uh, we use the word in English, compassion, which says a lot. But spakisai means something else. It means the guts it means the bowels, it means the intestines, the kidneys, the heart, actually spilling out. It means that you have such compassion for that person that your body bursts and that you can't do anything else but respond. You see, sympathy... Is a feeling of pity for someone. You see sympathy in the world and you go, oh, it's really sad that they're in that position. It's really sad that they, they, I can't do anything about it. You see, sympathy is what the Levite and the priest were doing. It's sad that this person's been beaten up. I walk by. It's just sad. But it's bakisani, compassion in the Greek word. It means to overflow, to act. You can't do anything but act. 
And when you get hold of this, when you grasp it, then we become the Good Samaritan. We move from a place of sympathy to raw compassion. And I think sadly sometimes, as I said, we lose the word compassion. We've watered it down too much. Greeks were able to really condense their words and really bring meaning to their words. But when you think about it from that point of view, the man that walked by that beaten robber couldn't do anything but act. He couldn't do anything but do something. And the thing is, their uh, their misfortune becomes our misfortune. That's what it is. To understand what the Good Samaritan is, is to understand that their misfortune becomes our misfortune. And so we move from this place of being, feeling like we're a hypocrite or feeling judgmental to actually it doesn't matter whether they're, they're like that or whether they've done this or whether that's happened in their life because actually we are moved so powerfully to a place where we don't care. And so my one question tonight, or one of my questions tonight is, how do we move? How do we get to that place? Well, it's thinking spagkisai. It's thinking that when have we been moved by things and how can we place that onto other things and other people? Uh, the, the, our church has been through loads of different changes over the years and, and loads of different things have happened. And, um, and I know for certain that last year um, we, we, went, we went through a, a tragedy uh, with, with Lou um, and, and that was a hard time. Of, uh, and for, for anyone that doesn't know, Lou passed away um, with cancer. But I remember our church groaning and our church having its bowels and its guts moved because it was just not right. It just didn't feel right. There's some other stuff going on in the church and we, uh, you know, with different people and different people in hospital and, um, and we're praying for them and, but we, in our guts, we feel that this isn't right. And so my challenge, one, challenge, one of my challenges tonight is ha- taking that feeling when we felt like that and using it and strengthening it and having it out on the streets, having it with people that are around us and taking that to people that need it, not just our church family, but to the rest of the world now, it's so easy to stay in the sympathetic place, but actually, we need to train ourselves of how moving on into that place of compassion, of true compassion, because people remember it and people know it, and we've been hurt by it when people don't when people do judge us, and when people are hypocritical. And I guarantee that if we move into that place, we won't have those places of, of being hypocritical, of being judgmental, of it, or intolerant. 
And I know that there's different extremes of that, and sometimes that's really high. Um, and over the last few years, I've experienced it in different ways. And, um, and sometimes we've, we've experienced it in very low ways. Sometimes that can be just gossip and talking about people and, uh, and different things, or criticizing our leadership. Um, you know, who we all know at heart have our best interests to heart. And yet, because we're human and because we forget, like, we, we criticize them because they're in the public eye. Sometimes it is right to criticize our leaders. Sometimes it's not right to criticize our leaders. Sometimes we need to actually just work on the basis of that they are... Um, they have had a collective of people and the decisions that are made are the decisions that are made. Sometimes we have to actually chat and be with our, our friends and family to understand where they're at. To move from that place of sympathy to compassion. The only way we move to that place is in relationship. And to understand someone's story. And to connect with them. And to build them up. So how, how can we become the Good Samaritan? We become the Good Samaritan because their misfortune becomes our misfortune. But then the second part is, how is God the Good Samaritan? Um, and this is where the guy on the, on the road comes in. The guy on the, on the road that's been beaten by the robbers. Some of you here might be beaten some of you might be bruised. Some of you might be lying, feeling spiritually lying on the floor dead. And you need compassion to be brought to you. You need people to help you. You need God to help you. Sometimes that is, sadly, the place that we are in. Um, sadly, uh, I attended a funeral this week. Um, a friend of mine uh, from work uh, who was the most servant-hearted person I've ever met. Ever met. Um, Mark would talk about uh, the story of the, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but the prodigal son. And we would, you'd do the whole thing of, uh, who are you in the story? Well, I'm the, I'm the son that ran off, or I'm the son that was at home, or I'm the father, or anything like that. Mark would always say, I'm the servant. And the servant that went and ran to the older son. He was so servant-hearted. And sadly, Mark, uh, Mark sadly took his life um, uh, about a month ago. And there we are, as a staff team, stood in this place where we're giving thanks for Mark's life because he was beaten. And he didn't talk to people about it. He didn't chat. And sometimes that is the, the weight of life that gets onto us. Sometimes that's sadly people, us, you know, as a church or people not understanding that we're all human and people looking at us as humans, you know, instead of looking at God. God is good all the time. We are not. <laughs> and we mess up. And so sometimes we can be really hurt by what others have done to us, and we've been beaten on the road. And sadly for me, 
Mark wasn't able to chat to people. I know that he's with Jesus. There's no, no doubt and all that theological stuff about suicide and everything can jog. <laughs> but um, he's definitely there. And, but I'm so sad that he was beaten on the road and that he wasn't healed. You see, the sad thing is, is that I have a, I have a family that's not Christian, and the biggest thing that they always say to me is, well, I'm, I'm good. I'm a good person. I, um, I've not done anything wrong or anything like that. And, uh, and normally they are. They're, they're right. Like, my mum's absolutely lovely. She's not a Christian, but, uh, you know, she, she, she helps the elderly. She goes around to clean houses and stuff. She's brilliant. She'd make a brilliant Christian. <laughs> uh, she sadly isn't. Um, and, she, and she's kind of right in one respect. She, uh, she, she hasn't done anything wrong. Um, but what this illustration of the parable of the Good Samaritan shows us is that you don't have to be a bad person because life beats us down. Life beats us. And with this topic that we're looking at tonight, sometimes that beating has come from the church. And as I said at the beginning, I'm sorry I'm sorry that you feel beaten in the road. But what I want to say is that there is a good Samaritan waiting to pick you up and take you to an inn. And that is Jesus. And it takes time. And as you see in the, in the, in the story, it, he left and the, the guy wasn't, you know, at full health. It sometimes takes time to deal with the bruises and the beatings that life gives us. But as a lot of you know, a few years ago, my life just came tumbling down. And I felt beaten. And I felt like I had gone from this one place where life was fairly okay to having a break a breakdown in a marriage and having a, a church where it was really difficult to manage that and mix with that. And I felt very angry. And I also felt not just angry at certain people, but I felt massively angry at God. I felt hugely angry at God. And then I saw this clip. Um, Toby's going to love this. Um, <laughs> Because uh, it might give it away if I say this, but it, it got me into boxing and it got me into a franchise. Uh, but I saw this clip and um, I watched this clip thinking, I am the son and I am talking to the father in the way that I'm talking to God uh, in my prayers. And, and I shouted at him a heck of a lot. And... If anyone's in this room that wants to know that if it's okay to shout to God and swear at him and go off and want at him and everything like that, yes, <laughs> he's big enough. He can take it because he sees our heart. And so you can. If you're angry at him, go for it. But my anger was directed at God. And I want to show you this clip um, uh, in two seconds. Oh, have we got a problem? Uh-oh. I'll keep talking. I love that, Garrett. Just keep talking. I can't. <laughs> um, 
But life does beat us down. Um, have we ever reset the computer? Is that what we're doing? Oh, dear. Um, and life does beat us down. But what I want you to do is I want you to watch this clip and think um, of not if you are in this place, if you're in a place where you feel like God or you're just being beaten and you just want to blame God for it, look at it, look at it from the point of the sun. Um, if you're not, again, this is how you can relate to people and move yourself from uh, sympathy, <coughs> sympathy to compassion. Because this is what a lot of people are feeling. And this is what a lot of people are thinking. Are we okay? I've got a thumbs up. Brilliant. Thank you, Gary. Um, if you could play it. So you nervous about the fight? They're scared to death. You don't look scared? Well, you ain't supposed to. Then you don't have to do it. Yeah, well, I think I do. Y you know, living with you, it hasn't been easy. People see me, but they think of you. Now with all this going on, this is going to be worse than ever. It don't have to be. No, sure it does. Why? You got a lot going on, kid. Oh, well, my last name? That's the reason I got a decent job. That's the reason why people deal with me in the first place. Now I start to get a little ahead. I start to get a little something for myself. And this happens. Now I'm asking you as a favor not to go through with this, okay? This is only going to end up bad for you, and it's going to end up bad for me. You think I'm hurting you? Yeah, in a way you are. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do. I know that's not what you want to do, but that's just the way that it is. Don't you care what people think? Doesn't it bother you that, that people are making you out to be a joke and that I'm going to be included in that? Do you think that's right? Do you? You ain't going to believe this. Well, you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's going to be the best kid in the world. This kid's going to be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching you. Every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame. Like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't gonna have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother. Spoiler alert if you don't know, 
um, Adrian died a few years ago. That's, that's visiting the grave. <laughs> um, sadly, we get beaten down um, on the road left there. And I love that speech because Rocky sums it up. You know, life will beat you and beat you down. And sadly, our, when we say negative things to others, that's what happens. You start to blame God. You start to worry about yourself. You start to you know, become less of yourself. And it is only God who will pick you up, dust you off, move you forward. Our words can be spiteful. And I, I remember that whole poem where it was, uh, sticks and stones will break your bones, but names can never hurt you. It's, it's rubbish. Um, it's absolute rubbish. And I know we use that in bullying terms, but we also use that in the way that we speak to each other and build each other, should be building each other up. You know. So what I want us to think about tonight as I finish, I'm glad if the man want to come back up, is I want to think of two things. One, are you wanting to move from sympathy to compassion? Are you wanting to move to a place where this broken world rips your guts, opens your bowels to a point where you just can't not get involved and help. And I know that we are doing fantastic stuff as a church with things like Restore, and I know that as a community we are there for each other, and that's not belittling it at all. But there's always room for improvement, <laughs> Always. Or are you a beaten person on the road? I know I still am a little bit. I know I'm slowly, slowly, slowly being picked up and healed and things like that. 